Hey guys, welcome, or welcome back, depending on uh, your status as a returning listener. I never really know which one of those to say anyway. Um, nothing really in particular I wanted to go over, but just had some uh, enjoyments over the past week. Figured I would cram some of them into a grab bag kind of episode, podisode, whatever you want to call it. Um, Avengers, not Infinity War for once, uh, the original classic Avengers I was uh, re-watching yesterday. I had borrowed the Blu-ray from my best friend. He has a tasteful collection of the ones that you want to own that have like really good Blu-rayable value. Like You want to see them in crisp detail, good sound. But yeah, that was one I, I don't have. So it was a fun, fun watch, always, obviously. But it's uh, almost nostalgic at this point because it hasn't been necessarily that long, but Avengers reminds me of that classic time where Marvel movies weren't something that we came to expect with such uh, standard and and literally expectation and and greed, I'm going to say. Marvel movies used to be this uh, thing that we would wait a year or two, three years sometimes between they would have the thinnest thread connecting them between each other, and it was in phase one was an entirely different thing. But uh, I remember at the time specifically. I think that not only is this sort of a defining film release of, of the decade, but I think for for my generation, I think at the very least, uh, it's akin to you know a new hope. Maybe it's something that people have seen films before. Yeah, but not a film received in this way, not a, a living fandom that is not just of, of people online or people who remember it from the golden age, but a combination of everyone and everything in between and the world's openness and want for this. I mean, you had like car commercials and bar and restaurant and Starbucks commercials and all these places having Avengers-themed commercials and Avengers characters showing up on menus. And I mean, it was a global sensation. It was a phenomenon. And it was... Uh, the the culmination of those first phase one movies and it was just the world was a buzz and I remember before and after for months everyone all this was all they talked about and I had been a huge fan both of the the comics from Marvel and the movies that had come out and I remember a great day I I think we took some time off school or work and I think me and uh uh, several of my close friends at the time, one of them was uh, the guy I got the Avengers from, the the four or five of us had gone about eight hours early because back then you, it wasn't necessarily always you buy your seat like you do today. You had to obviously line up. And we were unbelievably early. <laughs> Nobody else. I insisted we'd be there at that time. I didn't want to fucking miss it, but... um. Nobody else was there for, like, the next four hours. <laughs> we were, like, alone lined up in uh, Toronto Scotiabank Theatre, which was great. We got first seats, and it was super ideal. And actually, um, they, they made a whole thing of it. I'll get to later. But um, So, yeah, at about three or two hours beforehand, there was a pretty huge line. And then when it was about half an hour or two, they let people in, and they had uh, games for the first time I've ever seen. There was, like, the uh, theatre manager and some ushers went on to the, the front part of the theatre closest to the screen, and they... Uh, <laughs> they like read out Marvel themed trivia 
they gave away action figures from uh, the event sponsor, who's like Toronto's biggest comic book store, the Silver Snail. It was a, a great time. There was like uh, some stuff on the screen, if I remember, that was pertaining to it. A lot of fun. I think um, with going to all the subsequent releases, Infinity War maybe challenges it in a sort of different way, but none of the Marvel or any movie uh, premieres or opening nights have ever been anything like that. I saw the Harry Potter ones on opening night. I've seen everything DC, uh, unfortunately, in regards to Green Lantern. <laughs> but there was just such a, a sense of something greater when you saw the Avengers for the first time that it was, it was transcendent. It was not just a movie. It was something that you could tell was going to have a lasting cultural impact, and it did, and it was great for a lot of us fans anyway. Um, the Hobbit series, I remember, because I had seen The Lord of the Rings as they came out on, on their opening nights most of the time. Uh, I was, I think, with my, <laughs> my mom who got dragged to that. Um, those, you... The Lord of the Rings, it was not a huge outpouring of, of people. It was a standard big opening night, but it wasn't anything like like what it was for a Marvel film. The Lord of the Rings were very well received, and I remember there were people like camping out to get tickets, but it wasn't slammed for weeks and weeks and weeks. There wasn't a, an opening night where you couldn't even stand in the theater. I mean, popular, but not in the same level. And then I remember specifically The Hobbits, how much of a... Uh, I forget if it was the, I think it was the second one or the third one. It was, I thought it would be a challenge to get tickets opening weekend and I missed my chance to get it the night of. And I think I bought it with uh, the person I was seeing it with at the time, like easily the next day and bought them online and the half the theater was available. But um, no, Avengers 1 is fantastic. It's a benchmark on on cinema, on superhero cinema, on a, you know, media spanning and, and cross-platform intellectual property. And uh, I went on a long rant on that from <laughs> starting about the movie, but I really think it's it's great. It's one of those, we will see it more, we will see its glitter and its shine more in a few years when some distance has passed because it's still relevant, but it's it's got the makings of, of a great lasting film. I think it's already on one of those IMDb top 100 lists. But anyway, a lot of fun. Um, originally, the only complaint I ever had actually about it was that, as obviously comes from an extremely biased place, but that Captain America was downplayed um, severely in the movie, both as someone who gets cool action scenes and sequences and as the Avengers leader. And I don't take that back. I still maintain that he is not really given as interesting of a shake as... I mean, he sort of gets the same amount of screen and, and uh, dialogue time as Hawkeye, and it's maybe marginally more, but, you know, he should be the front and center, truthfully and historically for the Avengers, especially for their first meeting. But I noticed that in the following movies, in Age of Ultron and Civil War... He totally fills out. He gets the role much more dramatically oriented. He gets Cap to have layers. You you feel for Cap. He's actually a much more vicious fighter, and he's you've seen that it's that 
purity, that sort of old-timey value that he came out of the ice with is starting to thaw with the times. He's becoming a relevant member of society and he's becoming more jaded and you can see, you know, in the subtle things like the haircut, like he's got sort of a very boyish, like comb over thing from when he comes out or in the, in the first Avengers, which is when he'd recently had just come out of the ice. And then it gets a lot more serious and he's, he doesn't really, uh, it's not as friendly. You just, you notice he sort of becomes hardened by the experience. So I feel like in Avengers one is true. He's not really portrayed as amazingly as I think Joss Whedon could have done. And, the same way I'm biased towards him, I think uh, he, I might have heard an interview or two that he's biased against him, and not only that, he really enjoys Iron Man, so I can understand everyone, you know, I'm not the one making the movie, so everyone's opinion is, uh, you know, everyone's got their own favorite hero, but that's something that I think would have made for a little bit better of a, of a film. I mean, that's hard to say, because I love that movie to pieces. There's really not much you can complain about. I mean, I've watched the Cinema Sin video. Ironically, I think that was the first Cinema Sin video I'd ever seen on The Offenders, and they do <laughs> point out some stuff, like the earpieces, that it's hilarious, and it makes you uh, makes you not be able to unsee it, but it's all just sort of, as they would say, nitpicky, and it doesn't really take away from it. But Captain America leading The Avengers has always been amazing for fight scenes in the comics and in the movies we see. And I think it just gives it that teamwork element. And my favorite part of the Avengers is this very, very brief sequence when it's the Battle of New York and they're fighting on the bridge and Iron Man is flying through. It's like a passing shot of Iron Man flying through, escaping some Chitauri, and he lands with Cap on the bridge and the two of them fight back-to-back not literally, but they fight in tandem coordination alongside each other, and uh, Cap reflects Tony's repulsor beam off his shield, and the, just their fluidity of teamwork and the fact that they use it to knock out a bunch of Chitauri is awesome, and then Iron Man flies away and teams up with somebody else, and I think you see a team-up of Thor and Hulk. Yeah, he punches him at the end. It's It's great. We're always way too interested in these movies to see the heroes fighting each other, that them fighting together is always lost, and it's always just treated like some action set piece that's designed to sell like cards for the movie, like a Avengers trading card game of like these glorious snapshots of oh, the whole team is fighting in this gazebo and on this city that's falling. Let me do a bunch of pan shots of them fighting robots. Like no, it's those those moments where they're actually working together that is the coolest. So Avengers, definitely awesome. Um, I appreciate how vague they kept it with Thanos, uh, considering I imagine they hadn't cast Josh Brolin and they weren't entirely sure. I appreciate that he doesn't say anything, and Loki, if you pay attention whenever he's visiting them in that, uh, what is it, Titan, wherever um, he's conference calling in from, uh, you keep seeing Loki glance up there, and he's really... uh, not just curious maybe of what's there and where obviously it's Thanos' seat, but wary of it as well. So anything that's sort of weighing on Loki like that, you know, doesn't bode well. I think it was perfect. Um, Black Widow and, and Hawkeye are the least <laughs> likable characters on screen, and between them and S.H.I.E.L.D., there's a lot of... Um, a lot of lengthy filler that takes you out and away from people that you wanted to see more of and who 
and people like Captain America's case aren't getting screen time that you feel like they deserve. And I think, um, what's her name, Robin Scherbatsky from How I Met Your Mother, I think she did a great job of Kobe Smulders. Kobe. No, that's her name. <laughs> that's hilarious. Maria Hill. Well, we're live. That's, that's how it goes. Maria Hill from the comics. Kobe Smulders, Smulders is the actress, I believe. Funny. So, again, she was great. Not necessarily a challenging, um, risky performance in the first one. But she starts off a little shaky. I don't know if I'm the only one that notices that. I feel like she's maybe not the role at the beginning, but the first couple of lines she delivers are kind of weak. But I don't, I'm not trying to be nitpicky. I just think that's a character that you can introduce and have as a side character and maybe like someone to compliment some Nick Fury scenes, but doesn't need as much screen time. I think Captain America needs to... Maybe if we had picked up the pace and establishing some some more with Cap early on, we could have had something like Nomad fleshed out for... Civil War, I think. Uh, sorry, not for Civil War, for Infinity War. I think the fact that Cap left all government nations and, and people with a small handful of recluses is the perfect background for him to have done sort of a, a nomad arc. And uh, in the comics, if you're unfamiliar with nomads, the costume and ego that he dons when he feels removed or detached from what's going on in um, America currently so it's usually I think like this black suit that's got like a deep V on the neck and it's uh, you know it's kind of cool I imagine they modernize the costume a little bit but it's more about um, he definitely was alluded to being that in Infinity War in fact that was kind of strange they didn't have like a, a nod to it with a you know you're such a nomad cap or some you know cheesy throwaway line um Definitely watch, rewatch. I should hope. I mean, I assume everyone's seen it by now, but definitely watch The Avengers. I'm going to get into the bonus deleted scenes today. Um, something I don't do as much, actually. I really should do that more, like the extra features on DVDs. I tend not to uh, get into that as much as I should. Lots of good stuff. I always wind up watching it on YouTube, too. And I started playing another game, uh, Steam, a PC game called Black Squad, which is like a free-to-play. I say that first because that's like the most important part of any new game. Uh, it's free, and it's like a first-person shooter, very similar to Counter-Strike. I honestly feel like I'm playing CS 1.6 or um, Condition Zero from back in the day, especially because I turned the graphics down low because my computer's you know a little tender that way. So it is a arena deathmatch. FPS, you get to buy guns with um, in-game currency, which is earned through in-game action. I think you can buy it, but it's not its not necessarily pay-to-win, especially not the way it sounds. It's fairly uh, a straightforward game, and it's nice because it's very much based on the fundamentals of shooters, and it's trying to imitate that Counter-Strike legitimacy of it's just about your skill in the game it's just you know you get a gun you shoot either you can hit their head or you you know counter-strike was always very straightforward and definitive and that you're either like good at the game or you're not or you you know there's it, that's not to say as a brag but it's just it's a very straightforward game either you can grasp the consoles of how to move your character around fluidly and look and shoot in the right direction or you can't and that's all there is to it but Black Squad's very similar. Um, the one thing I don't like is uh, people seem to have way too much health. Maybe um, 
I've been spoiled by other games, grittier games, but it's one of those, unless you specifically aim for the head, it's not easy to kill people, and it's just a bit ridiculous to have like shot someone four times in the chest with an assault rifle and then just be shot in the head with a pistol, because... <laughs> because, yeah, you assume that would put someone down. The more stuff I can't really contribute because my graphics, again, make it look like a kind of a Roblox-type game with pixels, <laughs> but... It seems that it's a little twitchy, like lots of people just spraying entire clips, lots of hopping and shooting and squatting and kind of strangenesses, but um, a lot of fun. I have, uh, as far as enjoyment, it's great. If for the first purchase, if you're looking for any kind of um, recommendation, I found my experience and enjoyment of the game went up substantially when I bought a shotgun because the game is just, as I said, all twitchy and fast-paced and all over the place. You have a shotgun, you don't even really have to aim that accurately. You just wander around, someone pops around a corner, and then Bob's your uncle. They have... Yeah, they give you about 200,000 in-game currency to start. I think when you finish the tutorial, you get some prize as well. But you get 200k of the starting currency, and then it costs between like, I want to say 60 to 120,000 to buy a gun. So you could play it smart and do what I did, which is, well, it's not to say <laughs> what I did is doing something smart, but the sensible thing is you just spend around 100K or less buying two guns. So I bought myself a new rifle and a new shotgun. The shotgun was second because had I bought it first, I would have not needed to buy another gun. It's amazing, not as a gun, just it suits the in-game mechanics so well, just because it's such a messy game. The shotgun's a messy gun. So pick up Black Squad, give it a playthrough. 100% treat yourself to a nostalgic Avengers watch, as, as far as actual nostalgia, which it's, it's not. But if you want actual nostalgia, I was recently watching a scene from The Scorpion King because... Uh, we were getting into quotes from that movie that we were laying down terribly. It's hashtag eat well, die young. But amazing movie, The Rock, uh, in the sort of mummy universe. I'll go into it fully another time because I, I love it. I'm planning on marathoning the three of them, which, believe me, if you haven't seen two and three, go do it. But expect that you're watching films as bad as The Room, especially three they basically fight CGI at one point. Like the the studio couldn't afford to fully like render this enemy, so they could only do an, an arm of. I'm not gonna get into it. It's great, but check it out. Have a good time, and thanks for listening, guys. I'll see you later.